0: Welcome to Snap, here brought to you by Whose Blind Life Is It Anyway, the Saturday Night Adult Party. I am your host, Victor gouvea along with my co-host, Angel. How's your week been, Angel?
1: Oh, it's been okay.
0: Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, uh, this week, the... Um, The lady who ran for mayor, the BDSM dominatrix, uh, didn't get back to me, and so I didn't have her on. Well, we're not talking about BDSM today. Today, we're talking about partners, and we're talking about what makes our ideal partner. What makes a good partner? Have you ever wondered that, Angel?
1: Mm, I guess, yeah.
0: Was your husband the perfect partner?
1: Well, I would say, you know, um, we had our ups and downs, but I mean, is anybody really the perfect partner?
0: I well, mean, you know what? Some say there are perfect partners out there.
1: Oh, okay, yeah.
0: I mean, some some say they've been married for 50, 60 years and that's right, still together, you know? Yeah. So it makes me wonder, I mean, what does one look for in a perfect partner? At the end of the day, obviously, you want... Well, I mean- Go I was
1: gonna ahead. say, I guess, trust, loyalty, um, companionship. I guess, were some of the things you would want.
0: Well, which of those is more important to you, trust or loyalty?
1: I mean, both. I don't know which one wouldn't be. Uh, trust,
0: trust. Now, see, yeah. Then
1: I go to loyalty, so I don't i say both of them,
0: really. Right. Well, that's interesting because I think trust should be your number one, your number one goal in a partnership. Yeah. And at the same time, you shouldn't be worried if you don't have it at the beginning. Right. But you should look at why that trust is not there. Uh, Mm -hmm. A lot of times... It could be your own insecurities. It could be someone else's insecurities. By by the way, folks, I'm sorry. I did not play the viewer discretion advisory because I don't think we're going to get too serious in this one in terms of getting really dirty minded. I mean, at some point we're going to get to the bathroom partnership part. But, you know, did I say bathroom or bedroom? You said bathroom, and I'm thinking, what? Well, hey, you know, bathrooms are just as important. I mean, if you can't go into a bathroom after your partner, there's something wrong. (laughs) Right. Uh, So, yeah, that's why I didn't play the discretion advisory. So don't worry, folks. Nobody's going to crack past gas or start fucking a dildo at this point.
1: Oh
0: At least not yet. <laughs> not yet. What the hell? <laughs> but um Yeah, no, the perfect par- I mean what 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 made your your husband the perfect partner for you?
1: Um I mean he was very trustworthy, that's for sure.
0: He, so um, you earned your trust early? Yeah yeah yeah
1: and you know he was very kind um like i said we've had our ups and downs but you know he had to deal with some issues
0: yeah yeah so
1: oh um other than that i mean it was great
0: yeah, I mean, I look at my girlfriends over the years, and while they were great initially, they weren't that great after everything else. So in the end, I mean, for example, my one of my girlfriends uh, was going out with me, but you know, she was embarrassed to be seen with me. Oh, oh! I think Angel left. Angel, you still there? Yeah, I think she left. Sorry, guys. Hopefully, she'll come back. Um. But anyway, one of my one of my girlfriends actually uh, didn't want to be seen with me. Uh, her her thing was, you know, she would say that everybody was staring at us because of me and my weight. However, oh, you're still there? Angel? Yeah. Oh, there you go. I thought I had lost you. Oh, wow.
1: Hold on one second. Okay. I don't know how... um... Hey, Juicy, I have to call you back in a little bit. I'm on the YouTube show right now.
0: Anyway, folks. uh, Yeah, anyway, she was the type of girl that actually... Talked while whining I mean She would always talk like this And she would always Say stupid shit And she would always do this And that And I mean and she had the reddest Hair Honestly I mean it was It was like troll doll red But You know apparently they were staring at me In my weight which I can accept a little bit, but, I mean, let's be honest, that's not why they were staring at us. The fact is she wouldn't shut up, she had a whiny voice, and they were probably staring at me wondering why I was with this woman. And, you know, it's that crazy. Of course, I also had a girlfriend who used to, I mean, we'd be talking in bed for a long time and then she'd kiss me goodnight and then promptly lay on her side and turn away from me. I mean, that's not, I mean, I I I am a cuddler. I've always been a cuddler. And I love it when when women cuddle up to me and I love cuddling up to women. But every night she would just turn away from me and And it wasn't something she did while sleeping. She did this while she was awake. So she obviously was not a cuddler. But, I mean, are those little things worth dumping a person for? That's the question. I mean, was she not a cuddler because she you know, had insecure problems, insecurity problems, rather, or was she not a cuddler because she didn't like touching me or she didn't want to be forward or she didn't want to present that whole side of her because she thought it might scare me away. I mean, in any case, all of those things were wrong, but, you know, at the end of the day, Communication was key, and folks, communication is something that everyone looks forward to in a partnership, because if you don't have communication, you can't build trust, and trust is what makes a relationship work. When you trust another person, it works. And a lot of times those trusts have to be hard-earned and sometimes they're broken. And sometimes people lose the trust that they're given, but they try to build it back. So the question is, do you let them? I guess it depends on how much you love that person. I've always thought, yeah, you let them. Try to build it back. But if they have to run through hoops and jump off a cliff for you, then maybe it's time to readdress what you think trustworthiness is. But in digressing, I mean I have I have uh, thought about what kind of thing makes a perfect partner, at least for me anyway. I'm sure Angel will chime in at some point. But a perfect partner for me would be someone who's honest, uh, non-judgmental, a good listener, and someone who will, listen to what i have to say and not tell me i'm stupid for saying it i mean that's the ultimate put down someone who calls you stupid for even thinking something of course there are those that are pushy that are driven i had a person come up to me and I didn't reply to her email in a couple of days and that made me a bad partnership. I mean that's ret- retarded. I mean just thinking of me without any other responsibilities. I mean that's stupid. How can she th- how can she know that maybe there wasn't something that was affecting my ability to email her back no she just assumed that i was unprofessional and not doing and, and that's another thing that makes a good partnership patience i understand oh angels back uh sorry let me get let me just get her back in here There you are.
1: Yeah, that time I had a really hard time. Like, I don't know how I got the other call on here. Could you hear him? No. I could hear both of y'all, but you were lower than him and he was like super loud. Oh, wow. And I was like, "Uh, I got to call you back. Like I said, I don't even know how this happened.
0: (laughs) That's freaky.
1: (laughs) It was.
0: I mean, if anybody knows what happened, please let us know in the comments below. But yeah, uh, like, yeah, we're kind of weirded out by this now.
1: It was. And then I had a hard time coming back. Like, I don't know. Sorry about that. I'm just trying to say I did not do that one intentionally. <laughs> like, yeah. you
0: Yeah. Know? Yeah, no, I, I understand. I mean, you've even taken the phone off the hook. Yeah. Thanks for that, by the way. <laughs> Actually, it sounds a heck of a lot better now. I mean, it doesn't sound like... Yeah, it sounds better today. Oh, really? Yeah. Are you using another mic or something? No. No. Okay. Well, as I was saying, I mean, trust is a big thing. And, of course, patience.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Yeah. I mean, did you have a lot of patience with your husband?
1: I'm sorry. What
0: did you have a lot of patience with your husband? Oh yeah. I mean, him being schizophrenic was.
1: Oh God. Oh just yeah.
0: Trying in and of itself, yes.
1: Right, but I mean, like, um. Oh God, that was about that started half. Happen- Let's see, we got together in 2004.
0: Right. We
1: lived together until 2009, when we got married. Mm-hmm. And. I mean, his schizophrenic really didn't start until about, I want to say, 2014 or
0: 15. How old was he at the time?
1: Mm, Let's see. He was 42 when he passed away last year, so I guess he was in his 30s.
0: Wow. Mm Mm-hmm. Did they say that there was any reason for the schizophrenia to just pop up like this?
1: Because they had said that people that are, like, highly intelligent normally will get that, you know.
0: So are you saying Uh, he had, like, Asperger's syndrome or something? No, no. He was just... uh, Really intelligent.
1: Yeah, like, over a genius level. and um, Actually, his dad had had it also. And they said it could be here too. Oh, really? Yeah.
0: Well, that's kind of freaky. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's another thing. If you're committed to that person, does it matter if they get sick or not? It should not. Like shouldn't.
1: Um. You know, now I'm not going to say that it wasn't hard. You know.
0: Um I, I mean, I have to say when my wife married me um because we got married on the Saturday and on the Sunday I started going blind. Literally. Oh, okay. Yeah, literally the day after I got married I started going blind. Oh wow. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And my daughter was born a month later on May, in May 8th, 8th. And, you know, from that April 7th to December, my vision just went completely dark. Oh, wow. So, you know, throughout that time, I was going through a lot of shit. And I mean, a lot of shit, both personally and. And physically. So, ideally, you need a partner that's supportive and and stands with you. And my wife right. did exactly that. I mean, the fact is, my wife's sister told her she shouldn't have married me because I went blind. Oh, wow. Which is ironic because her yes. husband got cancer. So, I mean, that's just weird on its own. I mean, if your husband gets cancer Mm. and then you turn around and tell your sister that she shouldn't have married the guy because he went blind, I mean, what? Yeah, wow. I mean, you have to stick with that person no matter what. Because that's most important if you're committed you are committed right i mean a lot of times okay i'm going to say something that might get me in trouble if you if your partner can't give you sex because they are physically unable to, and physically I mean painful and or uh, they just can't, then does that give you permission to go out and cheat? Angel? Wow, we lost Angel again. <laughs> okay. Um,
1: oh no, you didn't. You didn't lose me.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, does that give somebody a permission to go out and get laid by someone else?
1: No. I mean, if you're gonna be loyal to that person, you know. Right. Yeah.
0: So loyal means you don't go fucking anyone else, right? Okay, unless
1: okay. y'all have that um, mutual. You no,
0: know I mean, like, if, if you have if an open relationship, they're into swingers and stuff. Yeah. Okay. Well, there's a not- yeah. Well, there's something. I mean. Uh, Do you hope your partner's open to something sexual? Different sexual appetites. For example, I I had a girlfriend who was scared to show me how much sex she wanted. But in the end... Sorry? Oh, I'm sorry.
1: My brother was talking to me. Hold on.
0: Okay. Um, King brother, get it right uh, In the end <laughs> Okay Um, In the end, she was afraid to show me How sexual she was Because she was afraid it would scare me When the opposite was true I was a very touchy-feely kind of person But she she was just afraid to touch me because she was afraid it would drive me away. And that's understandable. I mean, her past history showed that the guys in her life weren't that sensitive. And they would just cringe away whenever a girl just wanted to cuddle or something like that. I was not that type of person. And I guess she had a hard time thinking that I was different from other people. I mean, at the moment, I mean, I'm, I'm married to the perfect person for me. She may not be the perfect person for everybody, but she's definitely the perfect partner for me. I mean, first and foremost, she can cook and I can't. I mean, she compliments that part of me. Uh, The second part is that sometimes she is kind of pushy in the regards that she will push me to do something that I want to do but don't really want to do it. I don't know if you guys understand what I mean by that. For example, if I'm scared to do something and... I decide not to do it because I'm scared. I'll screw something up. She will push me to do it. And that's always been something with us. That she's been supportive that way. She's always supported me in whatever I wanted to do. Uh, the channel alone, she was supportive of that. Um, granted, uh, having said that, I mean, the channel was started as therapy, but, uh, but in the end, excuse me, in the end, she saw that the channel became important to me. And should she just completely tell me not to do it? Oh, of course not. She didn't do anything like that. So, I mean, supportive of you, yes. But if you're going to go out and start cutting people up, uh, as in murderous rages, then don't expect them to support that because that's not really uh, anything that is consistent with society. Of course, who can really say that because? Okay, let me say civil society. I guess, yeah, I guess you can say that. Civil society. Because in the end, people want to blend in with the rest of the community. They don't... Sometimes they want to be known as freaks. Sometimes they're not afraid to show their differences. Personally, I... I've never cared what people think of me. I think you guys have heard that in my past shows. And at the end, what's important to me is that I like myself. And I care about what I think about myself. And in the end, that's all that really matters unless you find the opinion of your partner is important to you, in which case, yeah, that would be just as important to you too. So in the end, I mean, you will, there's always something. And that's the other thing. Patience with partners is very hard to come by. A lot of times, people are impatient. They can't, for some reason, they can't, uh, well, essentially they can't, well, what's the word I'm looking for now? I'm thinking, uh, they can't tolerate anyone else taking over their schedule. so to speak. Yeah, I guess I can say that. Because that's essentially what I'm talking about. I mean, someone taking over somebody else's schedule shouldn't be allowed. Or should it? I mean, if we're talking about work, does your relationship come before work? Or is it the other way around? I mean, obviously, if your work is important to you, your relationship has to go second. But there are times when your relationship is going to be more important to you than work. And, I mean, that's something you want to look at because... If that person isn't important enough for you to take off work for whatever time because they asked you to, then, hey, maybe this person is really important to you. So that's another thing, sacrifice. Whether it's sacrificing your feelings, whether it's sacrificing your money, whether it's sacrificing your property, whatever. Sacrifice is a big thing in a relationship. But sacrifice for your partner. I mean, yes, it's fine that you want to sacrifice because you want to help mankind. But your partner should come before that. Should. I don't say must because there are times when you have to sacrifice something for the sake of your partner. For example, you're walking down the street and you see a man sticking up another man. And I mean sticking up, like robbing at gunpoint. So do you sacrifice your safety to go help this person? Well, you might say, yes, you would call 911. You would call the police or you would call you know, police officials who can take care of the problem correctly. You don't just stand there in front of that gun and hope the guy shoots you. No. But what if your partner that you're with says, don't get involved? I mean, your partnership with that person is important. But is it important enough that you sacrifice your morality, your morals, your sense of right and wrong? Some people might say yes. Some people might say no. And of course, that leads me to a second point, Understanding. And that's where I said non-judgmental. A lot of people will simply give knee-jerk reactions to something their partner gives tells them. They don't try to understand anything about that feeling or that thing that the partner is telling them. Examples of that would be if your partner says that um, they're really pissed off and your partner just turns around and says, don't be stupid, you're being stupid, stop being pissed off. That's not really conducive to partnership. Regardless of what you say. So, in the end, one has to wonder, should one be non-judgmental all the time? Yeah, I really think so.
1: Okay, sorry, I'm back.
0: What happened?
1: I I was talking to my brother for a minute.
0: Oh, okay. Um... So yeah, non-judgmental partners are a must. Someone who doesn't ridicule you, who doesn't suggest that you're being stupid or uh, what's the word, gaslight you into thinking you're not who you are. I mean, that's essentially what you want. I mean, did you ever make your husband feel bad for being schizophrenic. Angel. Yes. Did you ever make your husband feel bad for being schizophrenic?
1: Oh, yeah, I did. You did? I mean not meaning to, you know what I mean. <clears throat> but
0: yeah. Tell me tell me how.
1: Like, you know, when he would talk about mm, seeing the little people and stuff i would tell him he was crazy and then uh i didn't oh. i would stomp them like you know i didn't at first i was doing that right but then i realized after i've talked to you know his psychiatrist like okay i gotta go about this a different way and then i would just like agree with him or be like okay like you know
0: so did you find a balance
1: yeah and then they finally found some medicine that would that actually helped him because they kept trying different medicines and with the um medicine that you know the pills he wouldn't take them or he would forget he would tell me he would take them he wouldn't so they got started giving him a shot that helped i mean it helped a lot and he took the shot once a month and then you know what he was fine
0: now, was he fine for the whole month, or was there yeah. some lapse, Mm-mm. like, at the end of the month? I mean, you, you started noticing he'd go a little bit crazy because the no, shot was wearing off.
1: now, if he had missed the shot for a week or so, yes. But, no, if he had it on time, he was fine.
0: Okay, okay. I actually... Oh yeah. Well, no, they do give haloperidol in shot form too.
1: Uh this was called. Um, oh gosh, because he did take one that started with a how. Hal- I can't remember what it was, but that one didn't work really for him. So the other right. one was. um, I want to say it was in something. I can't think of the name. It had come to me later, but um. Yeah, yeah, the no. last
0: haloperidol. Invega. They usually okay. They usually Invega. give haloperidol. Yeah, sorry.
1: They gave him in Vega, and in Vega worked really well for
0: him. Oh, okay. Well, there you go, folks. If you think that might do something for you, give talk to your doctor, your psychiatrist, or your doctor, and maybe they can recommend that for you. Is it was it covered by uh
1: his insurance, yes. It was? Okay. Mm, by the and so, he had Medicaid, so
0: Oh he had Medicaid.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, so there you go, folks. If you have Medicaid, you are qualified to get this type of shot. Having said that, yeah, that's the kind of thing you want. Someone who understands you and is non judgmental of him. And sometimes it takes practice, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: you know, at the beginning, as, as Angel just said, I mean, she didn't do it all the time at the beginning, but eventually she did figure out that she needed to change some of the ways she did things. And did you come by that? that idea on your own or did the psychiatrist help you Angel why did you come up with that idea on your own or did the psychiatrist help you
1: oh about um like understanding and like agreeing upon Right. Um I came up with it on my own. I mean, after talking to a couple different ones, you know. A
0: couple of different because, psychiatrists. Right. Right, right. Um about, they all said
1: about the same thing. So, like
0: Did you talk to them about yourself or was this about your husband?
1: Oh, about my about my husband.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: Yeah. Like um
0: so you went to therapy sessions with him?
1: sometimes but i would talk to because he was in he would go into these episodes where he would walk they would have to pick him up and they would he went to i don't know maybe five six different hospitals and seen different psychiatrists you know being in there for 72 hours or more and um you know sometimes a week or more and i would talk to the different ones and you know Um, They all said about the same thing. About how it could be hereditary or...
0: Angel? Uh, Maybe we lost her again, folks. Sorry. So, moving on. I mean, that's... You back? Yes. There you go.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry. Somebody keeps trying to call me and it interferes. Um, I don't know why they're trying to call me again. I told them to wait till after 10, but sorry about that.
0: It's okay. Um, sorry, that kind of threw me off. Okay, so let's talk about what we have so far. We want trustworthiness as well as trust in a partnership. You need non judgmental. You definitely need sacrificing and patience. And of course, loyalty. You have to have loyalty. And that kind of goes along with trust. I mean, you won't be able to believe someone is loyal to you if you don't trust them. And if you can't trust them, you really have to fix something with yourself. Now, if they give you reasons not to trust them, then yeah, obviously, there are things you have to do to earn that trust back. But at the same time, If you actually broke that trust at some point, don't expect trust to come back right away. (coughs) Sorry, folks. I mean, that's not going to happen, no matter who you are. I would love to say that humanity is okay with that, that trust just comes naturally. And for some people, it does. Trust is easy, but at some point, people become cynical, and they don't expect to trust someone because they've had bad experiences in their life. Are you that type of person, um, uh, What type of person? Someone who's had bad experiences with trust and so they find it hard oh, yeah. to trust someone? Yeah. You have, yeah.
1: hmm
0: Well how many how many boyfriends have you had throughout your life? Holy you know roughly?
1: Lordy. <laughs> um 'cause hmm. you
0: you're almost fifty, right?
1: Yeah, I'm almost forty nine. Um, oh, Lordy. I don't know, maybe about, oh, God, I would have to add this. Oh, I'd say roughly maybe eight to ten.
0: Eight or ten. Yeah. Now, were these long-term relationships, or were there times when you went without?
1: A couple was, but, nah, um... Oh gosh. Um, there was only a couple that was long term, really, which some of them were just like acquaintances, like.
0: Right. So when you were younger, how how old were you when you had your first boyfriend? Mm. Roughly. Okay.
1: Um. God. Ah. Oh goodness. Um Oh Lordy. You I'm remember? not even sure, no. Um
0: from Glimmer.
1: Like just going Steady, I would say Hmm. Fifteen or sixteen, maybe fourteen and fifteen.
0: Right. So, okay, at that I mean, my first girlfriend was at the age of four. I mean, we were making out behind the the door at the daycare.
1: Oh wow. You can remember that?
0: I remember it clearly because to this day I have no idea whether it was a boy or a girl I was making out with. Hmm. I don't remember at all. So, <laughs> I mean, at four, I wouldn't even really call
1: it that. Like,
0: well, penis. I mean, there was penis to ass integration. At one point.
1: Oh, okay. okay.
0: <laughs> so, I'm just saying, you know, I. it's amazing that I remember that. I guess it scarred me for life. I don't know. <laughs> right. But, uh, I mean, let me ask you. When I was 14, I had my first girlfriend. And, I mean, it wasn't anything major serious. Was it... I mean was your first boyfriend something you were looking for? Yeah. He was?
1: No. No, like I
0: I mean, I remember and and you know a lot of people are going to look down on me for this, but when I was a kid, I looked for that you know, storybook romance. That fairy tale romance that you saw in books and in, pic- yeah. in movies and stuff like that. I looked for that when I was younger. And my first girlfriend, we didn't have that.
1: Oh, yeah, no. The only thing of mine... When I was in school, it was like holding hands, maybe, and not really.
0: Right. Right. I mean, some people say that I am too sensitive. And they might be right. I may be too sensitive. But being sensitive helps me care about my partner, helps me care about someone I'm with, or another person that, is in my life so if that makes makes me wrong for being sensitive then I guess I'm going to have to be wrong Mm. what do you think Angel
1: about you being sensitive I mean a lot of guys are sensitive
0: okay but would you agree that most guys are not they're just rough and tumble and you know they want to be men
1: I think some guys just say they're not, and really deep inside they are.
0: Right. Did you run into any of those guys, the macho men, in your life? Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: A lot, yeah.
0: Yeah. And did you stay away from them, or did you want No,
1: listen, I always, for some reason, ended up with the bad boys. So You ended
0: up with the what, sorry?
1: The bad boys, you know.
0: Oh, okay, okay.
1: Yeah, so.
0: Yeah, so that can, I mean, that can get. What attracted you?
1: Um, I don't even know, like. I don't even were know you that just
0: I, re, Were you just rebelling?
1: No, like, I wasn't even really looking for the bad boys, to tell you the truth.
0: So they just came along?
1: Yeah. You know, like, um... When I say, like, guys that had been in jail or went to jail or...
0: No, no, I know. Ex-cons or, or, uh
1: guys that deal in drugs like
0: yeah 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 so we've come up with some good things so i guess at some point we are gonna have to get to our what our show is about and that's the bedroom What's a perfect partner there, Angel, for you? Mm. Are you a missionary-style woman?
1: Uh, well, um, I guess sometimes, I mean,
0: okay, I have to ask what is your favorite sexual position?
1: Oh lordy, I'm not sure.
0: Um, do you have a favorite?
1: Yeah, no, I don't know. Um, I'll have to answer that one another day,
0: okay, oh, yeah, I forgot I'm asking you with your brother there, sorry, yeah <laughs> <laughs> sorry, okay, yeah, uh-huh uh-huh uh-huh, okay, mm-hmm. and I did say this was uh for this uh you know, the smaller audience, but um right I mean personally, I like the cowgirl position and some people can't handle that because they have to be on top um they don't realize that at the end it depends on what makes the the other person feel good and that's what you're there for to make each other feel good it's fine to be there for sexual gratification, but if you're lo- only looking for your own gratification, then maybe you shouldn't be in that partnership. Just maybe. Or maybe you should be looking at something else with yourself. Um, I think adventurous is very important. Someone who's willing to try different things with you. I think that's very important. I think that conservative doesn't really make for a great sexual relationship. However, you might be really Catholic and conservative is the way to go for you. Which I can understand. Um, actually, I don't know if the Bible does say anything about blowjob. I don't know.
1: Uh I don't think. I mean, I can't really say that either because I haven't read the whole entire Bible. But You know, but I don't think. I really don't know.
0: Yeah, I don't know either. I mean, it says not to swear.
1: Yeah, I but mean, listen, I've heard what that. Was, that. It does say that, but who made up the swear words? Like, were they here at that time? The ones that are here now?
0: Right, exactly. Exactly. I mean, obviously, the word fuck wasn't something that was around bi- biblical times. No,
1: no, it was fornicate. But, um, you know... Uh, well,
0: no, I mean, can you imagine going down the road and somebody, you know pushes you to the ground do you say fornicate you
1: (laughs) no i guess they had different words
0: (laughs) right exactly
1: right
0: like i mean did they call shit shit or did they call it manure or did they call it something else
1: right i don't know i mean aside from the if my husband was still alive he could tell you everything in the bible
0: Really? But,
1: oh yeah. He had read the whole actually, you know, he was in prison for five years before I met him and he actually read every Bible. Like he read, you know, the Catholic Bible, the you know, King James he's read the um he knew all about Buddhism, uh Jewish like he read all you know what is it, seven different Bibles I think. Right. Yeah. He knew them all.
0: Oh, wow. So, we're talking real intelligent then.
1: Yeah, that's what I was saying. His um, IQ level was 192
0: when the FBI
1: did it, you know. So, that's why I'm saying the psychiatrist said, you know, with a very highly intelligent, you know, like, their mind just keeps on racing and racing. Like, you know, keeps on moving, like, I guess that's how you know, that becomes. I don't know, but I guess Einstein has schizophrenic. Um Um, you know, I guess if you look it up and it'll tell you like and they said, you know, these they their mind keeps racing and it won't stop like that's how, you know I guess they get to that point. I really don't know, but
0: Oh, we have Dean Lillabridge on watching. Hi, Dean. Thank you for joining us. And, Hello, uh, Dean. Yeah, oh, you're right. Somebody is learning. Hopefully, some somebody's learning from this at some point. Yeah, like uh, if only how to be a perfect partner, if not being one. Um, I guess mindfulness is important. Yes. Because you have to look at yourself in as much as you have to look at your partner, too.
1: Right.
0: And you have to be able to make those changes in yourself to be that perfect partner. hmm Do you agree with that, Angel? Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, like I said, I mean, whether you're in the bathroom, bedroom, or in the living room, You need respect for one another. And you need respect for your partner. And you should be open for discussion at all times. Right. Always be open to discussion. Don't just pass something off as stupid or or retarded or just plain bullshit. At the end of the day you want to be able to discuss things with your partner and like i said communication is key i said that at the beginning and i'm saying it now if you can't communicate with your partner we have to look at why and that's important once you get the communication down everything else follows That being trust, respect, loyalty, non-judgment, that sort of thing. So we hope you've enjoyed this toned-down version of Snap today. And um, aside from that comment, that's all we have. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, That seems to be all the comments we have From Dean, anyway uh, Again, thanks for watching, Dean And thank you for joining us, folks um, Angel, thank you for coming
1: Oh, you're welcome Sorry I, I did. Well, about the one interruption And then about leaving
0: Sorry about That's- that That's cool. That's cool. But hey, you know, at the end of the day, she was here. She graced us with her presence. So, Mm -hmm. guys, thank you for joining us. And we will see you next week. Yes. Bye-bye.
1: Bye.